powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the Better Than Before show on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm your host and master coach, Tony Richards, and coming up today on this episode of Better Than Before, we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to have our quote of the day that I'm pondering, our national days of celebration over the next seven days. What I'm watching now, when I have time to watch anything, I hope you listened to last week's show because we introduced the concept of mindsets and how those get formed. And we're going to expand on that even more today because you are actually wired for love and positivity. Well, Tony, if I'm wired for love and positivity, why do I have such a negative viewpoint or such a pessimistic attitude. Well, we will explore that today coming up when we have our concept we want to get across to you. That's all coming up today in this episode of Better Than Before. I trust you're doing well. And next week we will have our show. We'll download every Tuesday. We have a brand new episode. And next week we will be on Halloween. So the last day of October will be our next episode of Better Than Before. What can we do for a scary Halloween episode? Not that I'm not scary enough. I need no costume. I need no mask for Halloween. So be thinking about that. If you have any ideas, you can email me. And I should always mention that, but sometimes I forget. Info, I-N-F-O, at clearvisiondevelopment.com is the email address to use to get in contact with me about ideas for the show, guests for the show, questions you would like to have answered, or thoughts you may have for me. You can send them directly to me at that email address, I-N-F-O, info, at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Okay, and you know what? Coming up pretty soon, we're trying to work out the details, and we've been trying to work it out for quite some time. We were trying to do it before he moved out of Columbia, but now he's launched his own podcast about athletic coaching, and that is uh, former Mizzou basketball coach Quanzo Martin has agreed to be on the show. We just have to work out the dates and times to get that done, but I spoke to Quanzo just yesterday because he was putting out some fantastic stuff on X. That is the former Twitter. And he now has his own podcast and I, gosh, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of it, but I will get that and make sure that we mention that coming up soon. But if you go on Twitter and look for uh, coach Quanzo Martin, you will see it because he's promoting it with hashtags and clips And he just recently had the Purdue basketball coach, Matt Painter, 
on as a guest who just nailed it as far as coaching is concerned. Quanzo put a clip out there, some former players talking about why coaching is important. Just, just great stuff. I made a comment on the string there about it. And I'm like, that's, that's why coaching is so important. The higher up in the organization, the more coaching is needed and the more it's pushed off, neglected. You don't think you need it, but you need it most of all, the higher up you are in an organization. And so I'm looking forward to getting that worked out and getting coach Quanzo Martin on the show here. We're going to, you know, we don't have to do two shows to have that entire conversation. Okay. The quote I'm pondering and thinking about over the last few days is from Dr. Martin Luther King, where he said, the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. Dr. Martin Luther King. And boy, that's so true. All right. What I'm reading now, I'm reading Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. And I had hoped to have that wrapped up so I could do the leadership book of the month here. That's going to be on next week's episode. I'll run down the highlights of the Elon Musk book. One thing that slowed me down was I started also reading Going Infinite, the new book by Michael Lewis about Sam Bankman Freed. And I should have not done that. I should have waited until I finished up the Musk book. But hey, what can I say? So I should have that wrapped up. That'll be our leadership book of the month for October. It'll make it on the final podcast for October next week's Halloween episode. It is a fantastic book, and it really ties in to what I want to talk about in today's concept about mindsets and neuroplasticity and uh, all the things about how you develop your mindset and, and all that. And it's why I love reading these books about people, because when you read about their life and you study their life and the biographies, the biographer, Walter Isaacson, Michael Lewis, Ron Chernow is one of my favorites, but these guys do such a great job. They've done all the work. All you got to do is read the book and make notes. It makes it so easy and so simple. But when you do that, you get insights into why people do things they do, why they think the way they think, why they have the mindset they have. So I'm going to finish up the Elon Musk book by next Tuesday, and I will have that as our leadership book of the month for October. And we will talk about that and the highlights and the insights that I got from the book. All right. Our national days of celebration. Here's what's going to be celebrated this week till next week. October 24th through October the 30th. So you can find something in here that you can celebrate. Tuesday the 24th, that's today as this podcast is being delivered to you. Tuesday the 24th is National Bologna Day. And boy, probably kids today don't have the same experience. But, you know, when I was growing up, my family didn't have a lot of money. Didn't hardly have any money, but a staple in our household was bologna because it's, you know, I, I understand it's, you know, one of those meats that's made from a lot of different parts of animals and stuff like that. And 
it's a real low level meat product, but man, I would not have been able to survive life. And we probably would not in our economic situation in my family, when we were growing up, we would not have been able to survive without good old bologna, or as we called it in Kentucky, bologna. And man, you figure out different ways to eat it. I always liked bologna and cheese and mustard sandwich. And I still eat those from time to time today. And then mom would make fried bologna. That was good too. And you could eat fried bologna just on your plate or make another sandwich. And so, you know, we had a couple of general stores there in Lola. There's nothing there now. There's only about 45 people, maybe 50 people that live in my hometown now. No economic stores there at all, but we had a general store. We had two service stations. My grandfather ran one of them, and we had a, a feed store and feed mill. We had a sawmill. We had three mechanic shops. There were a lot of entrepreneurs in my hometown, and there were a lot of businesses, and now there are zero. But what I was going to tell you is in one of those service stations, they also stocked a few little food items. But in the one that my grandfather did not own, there was a Texaco station. My grandfather owned that. There was a Gulf station, gas station, that was not owned by my grandfather. And there was a lady, Melva Schaus, who owned that Gulf station, and she had fresh meat in a, not a freezer, but, you know, it kept things cool. I still remember it. You know, it had, it was white and it had clear glass where you could see the meat. And she had ham back there. She had bologna back there. She had all these things. And she had a roll of bologna, came in bologna. You know, mom always bought it at the store where it was already sliced and in the Oscar Mayer package or whatever. But you could go down there in Melva's and she had this roll of bologna in there and they'd slice it, you know, for you on the meat slicer. And man, Melva to slice up you a bologna sandwich. And it was so good. Anyway, Tuesday the 24th is National Bologna Day. I won't take so long on each one of these. It's also United Nations Day and it's also National Food Day. On Wednesday, the 25th, it's National Greasy Food Day. It's also International Artists Day. On Thursday, the 26th, it's National Financial Crime Filter Day. Oh, no, it's National Crime Fighter Day, not filter. Crime Fighter Day. So if you know somebody that fights financial crime, you celebrate them and tell them you appreciate them. I certainly do. A couple of my friends are going to celebrate here on Thursday, the 26th, because it's National Tennessee Day. So all the volunteers in the audience said Rocky Top, National Tennessee Day on Thursday, the 26th. It's also National Mule Day, which is ironic because the there's a big mule festival that's held every year. They're just southeast of Nashville in a town called Columbia, Tennessee where they have a big mule celebration, and uh, it's pretty fantastic. They will be celebrating both National Tennessee and National Mule Day, I'm sure. It's also National Mincemeat Day on Thursday, National Pumpkin Day, and National Day of the Deployed. So if you know someone in military service and they're deployed overseas, make sure that we celebrate them on Thursday the 26th. On Friday the 27th, it's National Civics Day. Do they even teach civics in school anymore? I don't know. I've often wondered that. 
you know, you see those segments on news programs when they decide they need something humorous or funny. They go out and interview people and ask them civics questions like how many representatives do we have? How many senators do we have? How many states are there? What's the capital of this state? How government works? And it's funny how a lot of people just don't know. I I wonder, have they stopped teaching the regular just civics class in high school? But it was one of my favorites. National Civics Day on Friday. National Black Cat Day. It's also National Frankenstein Friday. We've got a little town here just south of Jefferson City called Frankenstein, Missouri. And they have a big annual picnic, and I'm sure they will be celebrating this Friday's National Frankenstein Friday. We're getting close to Halloween, so it's Pumpkin Day, Black Cat Day, all that kind of stuff. Friday the 27th is also National Breadstick Day. I try not to eat them very often because of I need to watch my health, my weight, my body and all that. But man, who doesn't love a fantastic breadstick? I love the ones at Olive Garden. They're great. It's also National American Beer Day on Friday. It's Navy Day and National Pharmacy Buyer Day. On Saturday, the 28th, it's National First Responders Day. Salute to all the first responders out there. National Trick-or-Treat Day. Why, if we have Halloween, why do we need a National Trick-or-Treat Day? But anyway, Saturday's National Trick-or-Treat Day. It's also National Internal Medicine Day. It's National Chocolate Day and National Make a Difference Day. On Sunday, the 29th, it's World Stroke Day. And man, I tell you what, if you've ever had anybody in your family that's ever had a stroke, this day would be very important to you. My grandmother on my father's side was, you know, I was closer to her than almost anybody in my family. And in 1994, first part of 1995, she had a stroke and never really recognized any of us again and had to be confined to her bed and a room at a nursing care facility. And strokes are evil. And I go every couple of years and have those ultrasounds and those scans to make sure that I have good blood flow in all my circulatory system because I have a lot of her characteristics and I sure don't want to end up like that, having a stroke and be incapacitated because I can't imagine what it's like to be in your body. And to be able to think but not be able to talk to anybody or communicate or get messages across. And we don't really know what they know and what they don't because it's hard to communicate. And not all strokes are created equal. You know, she had an intense one. But on Sunday, the 29th, we need to stop and make sure that we do something. Either say a prayer, give some contribution, do something. World Stroke Day. It's very personal to me. Sunday, the 29th, is also National Oatmeal Day. It's National Hermit Day. And it's also, for you cat lovers out there, Sunday is National Cat Day. On Monday, the 30th, it's World Audio Drama Day. You know, back in the old days of radio, they really produced some fantastic audio dramas. Sirius XM even has an old-time radio channel with all the old radio dramas and serials on them. 
And now I am amazed and fascinated at the podcasts that are being produced. It's just, just great. I listened to one earlier this year about George Jones and Tammy Wynette that was just fantastic and produced really well. I listened to one that was the history of rock and roll. That was great. So World Audio Drama Day on Monday the 30th. It's also National Publicist Day, Speak Up for Service Day, and National Candy Corn Day on Monday, October the 30th. All right. So one of the things that happened also is this past week, I was on a retreat, a leadership and executive retreat. I do those sometimes every quarter with a client. This is the first one I've done with this particular client. We're sitting at one of our many meals we were having. And a couple of the people were talking about these documentaries that they had watched. So I wrote them down. Most of them were on Netflix, which has this series called Untold. And the Untold series focuses on sports. And it's very much like the ESPN 30 for 30 type documentary. And they were talking about the Florida Gators football team. That one's called Swamp Kings. And it's about the Florida Gators during Urban Meyer's time there as coach. And then they were also talking about Johnny Football, which is the story of Johnny Manziel, who was a player at Texas A&M. Then I started looking on Netflix, and this Untold is a whole series. And so I started the Swamp Kings. I haven't gotten to Johnny Manziel yet. And I also made note that I want to watch Flagrant Foul, Operation Flagrant Foul, which is about calling fouls in the NBA, and then Hall of Shame, which is about steroids in baseball. So those are some things I want to watch that they told me about. And I really, really appreciate the recommendation. It's hard to figure out things to watch because I do so much reading and I keep up with the financial markets so much. And that takes up a lot of my time as far as reading and research go. And college football is right in the middle of the college football season, particularly the SEC, which I follow basketball has sort of gotten underway in the SEC and Big Blue Madness was the other night, and then this past weekend, Kentucky had its blue-white game. And so with all that going, exhibition basketball games are going to be starting this Friday. I don't have a lot of time to watch a lot of other stuff on TV because uh, I spend so much time with the football and basketball college games, and it's my favorite sports season of the year. Before it got started, though, a couple of weeks, I finished off the season two of the Laker Dynasty series from HBO, just seven episodes about the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm trying to finish off Billions, which is coming to a close on Amazon Prime because I have a Showtime subscription through Amazon Prime. But to be honest with you, it's just it's gone off the rails so much and from what it was when it started the first few seasons to what it is here wrapping up they look like they're struggling to come to an end with it and i'm struggling to keep my interest in but i need to finish that off i also would recommend if you i don't know how this goes like for me i have youtube tv that's how i watch regular television through the internet and i record 60 minutes because from time to time they're very seldom do I watch an entire episode of 60 Minutes, but there are segments on 60 Minutes that I like and I'm interested in. For me, it would be season 56 of 60 Minutes and episode four. 
So a couple of weekends ago, the segment, The Godfather of AI, that was a tremendous segment on 60 Minutes. And so I would recommend you watch that. The guy who is deeply involved in chat GPT-4, interviewing him, and it was just a great segment. So 60 Minutes, The Godfather of AI. So we started the concept last week about mindsets, and let's review a little bit about what we covered as far as mindsets are concerned. Last week, we talked about every moment of every day, your brain and body are physically reacting and changing in response to thoughts. You have a thought stream that's running through your mind, and Over time, the way you think and the experiences you are having create your viewpoint and your lenses by which you view the world. And those mindsets and lenses add flavor to the thought stream that's going through your mind. And we talked about how the brain and the mind are two separate things. The brain is the physical organ that houses your mind. And your mind is essentially a stream of electronic signals, waves of energy that are going through. And those waves of energy that are generated through genetic expression and on a chemical level through the release of neurotransmitters. So the power of the mind to change the brain is exciting. And, you know, you can change your thought process. You can change your thinking. And those thought processes that we have can make our lives better. It's, you know, I always say at the end of every show, and I always try to get across to every coaching client I have, that everything in life gets better when you get better, when you view the world better, when you think better thoughts, when you do better actions, your whole mindset gets better. Everything seems to get better. Because the ability to think, feel, choose, and build thoughts into these overall mindsets is one of the most powerful things in the universe because this power is the source of all creativity and imagination. And I quoted a scientist in last week's program. I'll give that quote again. Lynn McTaggart, who said, a thought is not only a thing, A thought is a thing that influences other things. Where your mind goes, your life flows. And so go back to last week's episode, number 642, and listen to that concept section of the show, and that will set this foundation without me going through it all again. Because we want to get into your thinking, feeling, and choosing this week and how that impacts your genetic expression, your switch genes on and off. So you turn certain things on and you turn certain things off every time you have a thought and every thought you have is a response to the way you perceive your experiences as you're going through life. Research actually shows that only about 5% of genetic mutations directly cause health issues. Roughly 95% of genes are influenced by life factors and lifestyle choices. And your genetic activity is largely determined by your thoughts, your attitudes, and your perceptions 
which collectively form your mindset. All right, that's something you definitely need to write down. If you're taking journal notes during this podcast, you need to write that down, and I'll say it again for you. Your genetic activity is largely determined by your thoughts, attitudes, and perceptions, which collectively, those three things, collectively form your mindset, which is also called, sometimes I call it this, your belief system. For those of you who are clients of mine, you know that we go into your values and your beliefs very heavily because your belief system determines almost everything as far as the way you go about doing your business and the level of success that you have. And we get into external and internal perceptions, how you process what's coming at you every single day and how you perceive it, how you put it in through your mindset filter and what you do about it is everything as far as performance is concerned. And you can be a decent performer, a good performer, a great performer. And of course, you know, my clients are always striving to be elite level performers. So then the question comes, how do you control your genetic expression? Well, that's in a science and that science is called epigenetics. And that shows us that our thoughts control our biology and perceptions are made of our thoughts, which create our mindsets. Our lifestyle choices can actually be traced back to our genetic level. What you're thinking at any one moment becomes vitally important because your thoughts determine the signals that your genetics and your genes and your DNA receive transmitted through your neurotransmitters. By changing your thoughts, you change your mindsets, and in turn, you can influence and shape your own genetic readout. Research even shows that your mindset can impact how you age. Yes, it can. The more you learn to think in your unique and powerful customized way, which you will get from me as we go forward with this in future podcasts, the more mindful, self-reflective, and self-regulating you will become in your thinking, you will develop a more successful mindset. The healthier the input signal, the healthier the output of your genetic expression, and the healthier and more successful you will set yourself up to be. I cannot stress enough the power of learning to control and activate the power of mindsets to influence your life outcomes. And every year, you know, I sit down in December every year and have a meeting with myself, do my own personal retreat, and I decide what 2024, every year I've done this for 35, 40 years, I decide what the next year is going to be and how I'm, what the main theme is. And 2024 is going to be the year of health for me. I have been successful in almost every area of life, except in areas of my body. And now that is causing some health issues for me that I want to try to get a hold of here because as I get older, I need every opportunity and every edge I can get in order to have good and successful 
elder years and everybody around me is living longer. So I want to live longer and I want to enjoy my life as they're enjoying theirs. So, you know, I always have my clients do a theme. The year of 2024 will be the year of blank for me. And for me, it is the year of healthy. I've already contacted the local health clinic here in my town of Columbia, Missouri. And I've already set up myself to be involved in a program. A program has to do with eating healthy and weight and body and all that. I've committed to be a part of that six-month program with this uh, medical doctor. And I've already made a short 50,000-foot list of areas that I want to take care of and pay attention to. There's several things I've got to do. I don't, I don't mean to derail this uh, with my own personal stuff, but my insurance is about to renew in the uh, marketplace. So I got to go out there and find a good insurance plan for myself. I have to make sure that that plan covers some of these things that I want to do and be involved in. But I've made my 50,000 foot list already. So as the year comes to a close, I'm thinking about 2024 and what I want to accomplish, and it's definitely around a lot of this. So my mindset needs to change where health is concerned, and that's why I'm involved in this so deeply right now and why it's so important to me, and I've decided to use it as a teaching concept here on the Better Than Before show. And so I've got to learn how to be more mindful, more self-reflective, more self-regulating around my health. And I have those skill sets around most everything else I do except that. And so one of the key points in this is the healthier the input signal, the healthier the output. So I'm going to have a better output if I can control and make the input more healthy. So the power of learning to control and activate the power of your mindset you see what I'm driving at here? It influences outcomes in your life. Now, most of my models are wrong in some way or another, but they're extremely helpful. If you want to take them absolutely, positively exact, no. They are teaching tools to guide you, to help you understand things simply when things are very, very complex. First of all, you have to understand, yes, I use assessments. I use the DISC model. I use all these different things that will give you an idea, and none of them are 100% exact, but they're over 90%. And they are there to help you come to realization and deep thinking about yourself and how to work on that and have continual improvement in order to get to an elite performance output. So let me just say this. We are all different, extremely different, and we're all very complex. Human beings are the most complicated, complex, and wonderful things that live and breathe and walk on this planet because we all think differently, and how we think differently influences the effectiveness of building a useful, sustainable mindset and a useful, sustainable memory. And when we learn how we, as unique individuals, think and learn, 
we have a sense of purpose, which according to the recent research that I've read, increases the tendency for healthier living and longevity in life. Now, here's what you've got to understand. When you come into this world and you're thinking you're wired for love, you have a wired for love mode and you have healthy eating, healthy sleeping and exercise habits. Those are all ready there. And what happens is as you go through life, as you grow up and you learn to think for yourself, you learn to do for yourself and you have life experiences. This is even before you start work, just growing up age zero through 10, let's say the first 10 years of your life, you start experiencing disappointment. You start listening to the mom and dad you have. You start listening to other family members around you. You start to learn how to develop relationships with your little friends. And that comes with hurt and disappointment. You're sitting in a classroom in the first grade and you see a little girl or a little boy over in the class that you like and you work up the courage to send them a note. Do you love me? Circle one, yes or no. You either get some satisfaction out of that or you get hurt and disappointed or you get caught by the teacher. And so you start having these experiences. You experience success and failure in your schoolwork and in the things that you're assigned in school. You start experiencing success or failure at Christmas time based on what it is you've set your sights on as a gift or a present. You know, and you believe anything's possible when you're a kid and you start experiencing drawbacks and negative things. And so this is what starts shaping your thinking. Then in the years from 10 to 20, man, you really, really get an expansion of experiences there. So you come out of the womb wired for love. And I mean, you love your mom, you love your dad, you see them, you know, they're your parents, you're drawn to them. You care about them more than anything in the world. You have a emotional tie, especially to your mother. So you have all this love and positivity that's wired into you. When you come into the world, then you start getting disappointed. You start experiencing negative things, and then you start developing a balance one way or another. Does that make sense? So negativity and disappointment and fear of different things come into your mind through the experience you have. You're wired to think with positivity and optimism. Your body and your brain are finely tuned to the uniqueness and positivity of your mind and the signals that are in it. You're wired for love right down to the genetic level. The more you improve your mental self-care habits, the more your brain and body responds in positive ways. Then you start getting those disappointments. And that starts introducing negativity, disappointment, hurt, and fear, which is out of sync for your wired for love design, and it starts damaging your functions. So you start functioning at a compromised level, which affects your mental and physical health. Now you can combat that negative spiral when you choose to change your mindset, because that starts healing the damage and starts improving the way you function. 
you can, it is possible for you. Like for me, I don't know how, I don't know why, but I'm different. I mean, I'm different from most of the people that grew up in my hometown, not all of them, but a lot of them, I'm different from my mom and dad's generation. And that would take five podcasts to explain all that. Right. So the main thing I want to get across to you is when you start thinking about those things that have happened to you in those early years and in the years since that have shaped and uh, created your mindset, there's a lot of really good things that get revealed there that once it comes into your head and into your awareness, you can control it. Let me be a little clear here on the term love. Love is just sort of this umbrella term that I'm using for all the characteristics that we as human beings think are positive. Gratitude, joy, peace, patience, kindness, positivity, happiness. So when I say a positive love mindset, I'm talking about all the mindsets that help us prosper as we go about our daily activities. When we operate in that positive love-based mindset, we enhance our brain, our body, our mind. And love is about success, not just about survival. A life of love is a really good life. Okay, on the other hand, fear is distorted love. It's the opposite of love, just as ingratitude is the opposite of gratitude, and cruelty is the opposite of kindness. Fear eats away at our positivity. It cripples our ability to live the kind of life we want to live. A fearful mindset focuses on the absence of love, and the fear of failure stifles creativity and the imagination. And that hinders your ability to pursue your goals and your dreams. Our mindsets set the tone for how we approach events and circumstances in life and in business, which are mostly out of our control. We're designed at the base to react in a love mindset and a positive mindset, which doesn't always mean things are going to be easy, but it does mean we can shift into success mode and manage a situation more effectively. Now, plasticity means the changes that occur in the brain as a result of thinking and lifestyle. It allows us to master simple skills on sports. It allows us to train ourselves to be more positive, whether it's raining or the sun is shining. So plasticity is the flexibility and the ability of the brain to be retrained and be able to focus on good things rather than bad things. And we step into our normal mode when we do this because we're wired for love and positivity. That is the base. So having an attitude of gratitude, to use a cliche, enables us to see more positivity and possibilities. It allows us to feel more positive energy and to succeed at higher levels in our lives. And I want to emphasize the term retrain the brain as opposed to train the brain, because it's technically incorrect to assume the brain has negative bias, and then we have to fight off the brain's natural tendency to scan for and spot the undesirable. 
if you do it that way, that negative mindset will actually work against the natural optimism bias of brain function, and it'll upset the thinking patterns you already have. The brain is wired for the positive, which is also called optimism bias, wired for love bias. And you might occasionally feel like the negative dominates your life, but if you take a moment to really slow down and analyze your thoughts, what do you think about the most? Whatever you think about the most grows. If you're thinking about something daily within approximately two months, your brain has changed to accommodate that pattern of thought, and you plant those thoughts deep into your non-conscious mind, allowing them to free reign to shape your mindset, which then affects your future thoughts, words, and actions. We merge with our environments. Whatever we think about the most will have the most energy and will dominate our thinking, the good and the bad. So we can harness the brain's plasticity by using our mind to train our brain to build normal, positive patterns. This is called automatization. And that involves the reconceptualization of memory and the deliberate, intentional, mindful, and intellectual redesigning of thoughts. And then, obviously, this affects the structure of the thinking process in the brain over time. It's not really that difficult, but it does require focus, time, discipline, and effort. And I've worked some of this into journal exercises I've given clients in the past, but I've never really broken it down to this level of teaching, this level of detail. So that's really what I want to focus on over the next, I don't know, good little bit till it wears out, I suppose. But we're really diving into mindsets and we're really diving into your overall thinking processes here on better than before. And again, that will be our focus for the next couple episodes. And of course, we've got guests coming up, but we will have this as an overarching theme for the next couple of programs. You are wired for love. You're wired for positivity. And that's your default. All the negativity and all the bias that you've developed for sarcasm and negativity and failure, those are all things that you have allowed to be part of it based on what you've experienced and how you've adopted it and embraced it. So we'll keep diving into this as we go forward. You can follow me on Twitter, now called X, and my handle is at Tony Richards 4 You can go to my website, and boy, do we have a lot of stuff there for you. You can learn how to work with me. Under the Resources tab, you can find out about what all we've done here in the past. There are six years worth of this podcast to go through with outstanding gifts and outstanding subjects, all kinds of things you can learn through our podcast, and they're all archived there in our super vault, all free. You can access them there on the website. There's also 20 years of my writing in the blog section. There's a video library available of some videos that we've done over time. So our resources are wide and varied. One of the most valuable resources, though, that we provide every Monday, I send out a memo to several people, I forget how many subscribers we have now. It's getting on up there pretty high. But the Monday morning memo, you can receive that if you go to the homepage of clearvisiondevelopment.com. 
at the bottom of the page, there's a place there where you can subscribe. And all you have to do is put your email address in and you're in. And every Monday morning, you'll get my latest thinking in a memo that you can read with a lot of good coaching on there too. And a lot of good ideas. It's the Monday morning memo at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Special thanks as always to my dear, dear uh, relationship and wonderful producer, Tessa Hall, who makes this show always sound so good until we visit again next week here on the C-Suite radio network for our next episode of better than before. I want you to have a wonderful Halloween week here. Have fun going to all the haunted houses. Have fun doing the costume shopping. If you got kids, enjoy this time of their life because it'll never come around again. So enjoy the time you have taking them out trick-or-treating and doing things with them and going to Halloween parties and haunted houses and all that good stuff. So until we visit again next week here on Better Than Before, I'm Tony Richards reminding you, everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.